Welcome to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram Podcast with your host, Certified Enneagram Coach Milton Stewart, where we do it for the Enneagram, not Instagram. We make moves to improve ourselves and those in our community. Uh, today, we continue on our growth work series, and we're talking about the Enneagram 2 today. And so just a reminder, if what I'm saying does not challenge you in some way, then the Enneagram 2 may not be your home base. If what I'm saying doesn't cause some type of internal ego trip or struggle or defense, um, what I'm saying might not, you might not be your home base. And or you may have done some extreme growth work. I'm not sure because I don't know you just yet like that. But um, if it's not impacting you in some way, then it's probably not your home base and you may need to look back at um, getting any room coach to find your type, but it's a growth process. No stress, no pressure. Um, we're just learning and we're just growing. So let's go. Intro music. So today we're talking about the Enneagram 2. Much of the information I'm going to be using comes from Ginger's book, The Art of Typing. All right, so a general type descriptor for the Enneagram 2 um, with their attention focus is when they come in a room, it's like, what do you need? What do you need? What do they need? Um, so it's really important. First thing they're going to see, their receptors are going off left and right. Like, what do people need? What do people need? So when you see a two who's like constantly moving and serving and trying to find a way to help, that it's because internally going on is saying, what do people need? What do they need? What do they need? All right. So next is... Uh, the false identity and we all have this false identity because the ego creates um, a false identity for us through our personality trying to give off something in order to get something which we never get so our ego is compulsively trying to obtain what we really want which is deep down our essence and our virtue um but it does it in a way that does not help us get what we want. So the false identity for the Enneagram 2 is a false abundance. And it's like, what's a false abundance for a 2? So the false abundance for the 2 is that they just have everything to give. They can give and give and give and give and give. And they're totally fine. Everything's okay because I just give and give and give and give. And I have so much to give and I can always give. I can give to you and give to them. And you may need help so I can give to you. And so it's this false idea of abundance because, as we know, everyone can't give literally everything you have. And when you are stuck in false abundance, you're basically neglecting yourself. And so if you're neglecting yourself, then you actually don't have an abundance of anything. You're giving from this place that is not coming necessarily from you. It's coming from that ego. It's not coming from your true self. It's coming from your false self, which is this false abundance of giving because you actually want to receive something and that is the feeling that 
you are needed. All right, next, the worldview. The worldview for the Enneagram 2 is the world is full of suffering and need. I must help alleviate this. On the upside, this is absolutely amazing and great, right? Because there's a lot of suffering and there's a lot of need in this world. And the world, you know, needs people who are willing to help um, and serve and love people. Right. But the downside is that you don't have to be the person to do that. And yeah, the world is full of suffering, but it's also full of other people who can give and it's also full of you as well. And and it's not your job to make sure that no one is suffering and no one's in need, because it's also a part of life as well. And it actually helps people grow a lot of times and helps people to learn. Suffering and a lot of times need helps people to grow and learn a lot of times. Um, and and it, it doesn't mean it's the worst thing in the world. And I'm not talking about every situation. You know, you do want to alleviate if you can. But to compulsively think that you're the person who must help alleviate all of it um, becomes the issue. Does your workplace stink? because the culture sucks? Are you tired of tolerating people and wish you could all work together cohesively? Does the mere idea of going into work give you anxiety? If you say yes to any one of these, you should probably quit your job. But since you're not going to quit your job, you should contact Kaizen Careers. At Kaizen Careers, we are all about improving workplace performance. We use a unique tool called the Enneagram. The Enneagram helps individuals and organizations become more self-aware. That self-awareness lends into helping organizations with communication, conflict management, and leadership development, ultimately turning self-awareness into self-mastery and creating healthy workplace cultures so you can improve your services and bottom lines. Contact Kaizen Careers at K-A-I-Z-E-N-C-A-R-E-E-R-S.com or Milton at KaizenCareers.com or give us a call at 901-334-1644. Ego ideal. So the ego ideal is obviously coming from the ego and it's part of what's pushing, um, the, it's, it's the driver. So the ego, idre- the ego ideal is the driver of the personality. Um, it's driving a personality to show this person in this certain way, right? And so the ego is actually, like I said before, it is going about getting something we want the wrong way. And so we don't ever get what we want when we continuously to be compulsive in the sense when we allow our ego to be compulsive within us. And so the ego ideal for the Enneagram 2 is the loving person, always thoughtful and generous, never selfish or insensitive. Uh, the good side, yeah. Twos are like super good gift givers, no doubt. They're very thoughtful uh, and they're very generous with the things that they have. Um, but the idea that they are never selfish or insensitive is crazy. But the ego is trying to get the two to give the perception that they are always thoughtful and generous and they're never selfish and insensitive. And so this causes a conflict within themselves because there's a part of them that think selfishness is taking care of yourself, which it is not. 
And so there's an issue um, going on with inside of self because the ego is pushing that idea to the personality saying, no, if you do that, then you're going to seem selfish and you need to do that. And they're always caring, always nice. And that's just not true. Uh, <laughs> um, they are nice and wonderful people, but that is not the core of what they are. That's the personality pushing out there. Um, and it's not, ach it's not achieving what they really want. And so the unmet longing for the two is to feel a deep and firm sense of self-worth that is not dependent on others' response. And so here's the issue. As the loving person, always thoughtful and um, generous, that ego, ideal, it is not doing what you want. What they really want is deep, firm sense of self-worth. But everything they're doing is for everyone else and not themselves. And so before you can even get to a place where you have self-worth, and value it has to start with yourself first you have to start with loving who you are um, treating yourself right taking care of yourself if you're going to feel a deep firm sense of self-worth that's not dependent on other people because the two is trying to get that feeling but they're trying to get that feeling from outside of themselves they're trying to get it through other people's affirmation and appreciation that they're able to give uh, and to so-called alleviate um, their problems or the stressors that they have. And so it doesn't, so the ego doesn't help twos to get to exactly what they really want deep down. Thirst and avoidance. Every type has a thirst and avoidance. And um, twos thirst for appreciation. They really want to be appreciated. And this is what's so interesting uh, you may know it too, who's like, oh, no, don't don't say anything. No, thank you. No, don't don't give me a gift. Don't do this. All of these things. So this is the ego structure, which is being tripped because it's saying if you give me something, then I'm not the person who's the giver and the person who um, that you need because you're giving something to me. And then it makes me seem like I'm selfish. And so it's this weird thing because they want to be appreciated. But at the same time, when they are appreciated, it's the, the ego is pushing back like, no, don't appreciate me. No, 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 don't, don't, don't give me anything. Don't, don't give me the praise. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Um, but seek, but deep down, that's really what they want. So the ego has this weird neurotic way of doing things and it's compulsive. And so it actually repels the very things that we want from a two actually want to feel that firm sense of self-worth. They actually shun it away when it starts to come because the ego is so strong a lot of times and it's pushing it away because it doesn't fit the descriptor of what the ego wants it to do where it's the, it wants it to be the giver the helper the person who's able to give 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 because somehow they believe that provides value it's, it's crazy very paradoxical too uh avoidance and so twos avoid feeling unworthy and so situations where they have a deep sense of uh unworthiness which is typically really based in um, external events and external um, friendships and groups. When usually a two is spiraling out about something, it is because they feel unworthy in a friendship group because something has happened. Um, and so that is tricky or a relationship. Something has happened that they feel unworthy. And that is tricky because a lot of times that unworthiness is all based on other people's thoughts uh, and feelings towards them and not their own feelings and thoughts towards themselves. So the thought pattern, which is the fixation for the two, 
um, which their mind is constantly fixed on doing, which is an unconscious thing a lot of times. You don't even realize it. But for the two, it's flattery. They're trying to gain acceptance through giving compliments or other forms of attention. And so twos are super good at giving people attention and making them feel warm and uh, making them feel engaged in a part of something. But the problem is it's flattery. It's only there to really gain acceptance for themselves. Even though they'll be asking questions about the other person, a lot of times it's only to gain acceptance of them so that they feel like they're a good person and they feel seen and the other person thinks that, oh, this person is really helpful and neat and um, I, I can need them for certain things and it's great. And so it's really, really tricky. It's really tricky. Um, the emotional pattern, which is the vice or the passion for the Enneagram 2, is pride. So. Pride is very interesting because um, usually when we use a definition, um, we're talking about one type of pride, you know, which is I am standing on a mountain with my chest high and I'm proud because I X, Y, Z got this, got that. I'm blessed with this, all this kind of stuff. Right. But pride is more than just one way. It can be a two way street or even more than two. Um, so the pride for the two is inflated or deflated. Self-esteem based on doing for other people and subsequent positive and negative reactions. And so this pride is all dependent on them being all dependent on the reactions, the positive or negative reactions of other people. And the two can do this thing where they can have pride and they can be inflated because of the reactions of other people. But they also can be prideful and be deflated because of the other um reactions of other people and so this is tricky because they can go from being um the person who's doing all these things for all these people and they're prideful in their ability to give and give and be the person who's the giver but then they also can be the other way which is deflated way which is um i'm the victim i'm the victim in this situation i can't believe this is happening I can't believe they would act that way and treat me like this. And so it's this range of pride that twos can do. And this is all emotionally infused. And so this is something that can unconsciously go on within um, the two's emotional center. And so they can constantly be going from inflated to deflated and self-esteem, all based on the reactions of other people. And so for my twos, so for twos, you definitely have to watch out for this. That is crucial. That you don't allow the inflatedness or deflatedness of your self-esteem be based on the reactions of other people. You're worth so much more than that. Hopefully you have found some value in this podcast episode. You can help to keep this podcast going by supporting us on Patreon.com. Patreon.com is a site where you can support content providers. Podcasts are free to listeners, but not free for creators. It actually costs money and definitely time to produce consistent and weekly podcasts. I podcast because I want to reach people and change our community through the Enneagram. If you want to help in that by supporting me, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash do it for the gram. The path to integration for twos is going to be think through the emotions and so the twos and fours they have some of the most readily present the readily accessible emotions in the enneagram and they feel them like very few other types feel them constantly 
I know for me as a seven, when I feel emotions, boy, it is rough. <laughs> um, but I'm working on it and I'm getting much better. But it is intense for me, especially since I rarely deal with the ones that aren't happy. Um, but, but for the two, all those emotions are super strong. And so all those dials are turned up. So you have to remember in situations when they are interacting with people, when these things happen and their ego is tripped by a positive and negative reaction, I mean, the emotion are going like off the scales. And so for two, it's going to be, you're going to have to work on reeling back those emotions so you can think and get to your thinking center. So you can actually think about the situation, not from a hundred percent emotional standpoint, but be able to look at it from a thoughtful perspective and start to ask yourself questions. And really figure out like, hmm, was this whole situation even about me? Should I even take this personal? Is this worth my energy, my emotional energy that I have in depth? Um, so you really have to bring back your brain into when your emotions get a, go awry. You have to really work on integrating that thinking side into yourself. Having some questions you can ask yourself and some breathing you can do so that you don't get stuck um, in an emotional vortex of worrying about their reaction towards you or something else. Path to grow. For the Enneagram 2, it's going to be spending time alone to get to know yourself. Twos are so good at knowing other people. They are so good at asking questions. They're so good at being warm um, to other people. They're so good at engaging and making people feel, when especially when they're super healthy, making people feel included and loved and cared about. The problem is they're not good at doing that with themselves. They're not usually good at like, hmm, how are you doing, self? You doing good? Are you nice and warm to yourself? Are you loving to yourself? Do you engage and include yourself? Uh, do you make yourself feel loved? So this is super important for twos to spend time with themselves doing that, getting to know themselves more and more, what they actually want, what they actually need, uh, because a lot of times they don't know because they can go along so much with other people's wants and needs that they forget their own. And so um, making sure that you take time, spend alone consistently so that um, you're able to grow and to really know and love yourself is so important for Enneagram 2. Uh, practical ways to grow. Some of the practical ways to grow for the Enneagram 2 is to get an Enneagram coach. I have one personally and I recommend them for everyone who is um, trying to grow because they understand what your ego is doing to combat your growth and so you can work on that and it cuts through a lot of trying to figure out um, what's going on uh, when you go to certain other like counselors or therapists which I'm not saying don't go to them those are important too especially if they're good but knowing the Enneagram helps you cut through a lot of um, a lot of time that it would take to figure out some of the things that you would figure out then to get to the, be able to grow. So cutting through all of that helps our Enneagram coach to really help you. So I definitely recommend that as one practical way. The next way is um, find ways to give to yourself. So finding ways to um, create gifts for yourself, um, even if it's something where you buy something for yourself that comes in a while later and you forget about it. It's like, oh my goodness, I forgot I bought this for myself. Or if it's buying something and hiding it away or Different unique ways, because twos are very creative, of finding ways to treat yourself. Um, as one of my favorite shows, Parks and Rec says it, find a way to treat yourself. It is so important that you learn how to gift 
and love yourself as much as you love and gift and uh, help other people. Uh, another practical way, you may have to rearrange your relationship structure or lose relationships. This is just true. Uh, twos have a way of setting up a codependent relationship um, with a lot of people because a lot of their self-worth is dependent on other people, unfortunately. And as you work on your growth, you're going to have to restructure and rearrange relationships. And you got to lose some because some people are just there for the codependency part. They just basically are using you for you do all these helpful things and all this type of stuff because you're trying to get this self-worth thing. And they don't treat you like you should be treated. They don't value you like you should be valued. And they don't um, uh, make sure they encourage and appreciate you um, verbally and to you to help you to understand that you are an amazing person and you don't have to keep always giving. This relationship isn't based on you giving. It's based on a mutual friendship and a mutual uh, expanding of energy, time, and love. And so if you don't, when, when you find your relationships aren't like that, do your best to restructure them. And if you can't restructure those because it happens where twos are like, I got to let this relationship go because people are so used to maybe the way that you have interacted in a relationship that they think that's just how you should and that's how I should treat you. And so when you want to change it and they're not up for that, then they're probably not best for you because they weren't in it for you in the first place. They were in it for themselves because you were always helping um, and giving them things and providing something for them. So make sure if you can't restructure a relationship where it is a mutual beneficial relationship then you need to work on probably losing it because it's not going to be helpful for your growth or for you in general all right and so one question uh two should ask themselves every day how did i take care of myself today every single day twos you're going to need to work on taking care of yourself no it is not selfish to take care of yourself it's going to be really hard to truly unconditionally love and give to people when you don't take care of yourself because it's going to be coming from a, a place of deficiency and not a place of abundance you have abundance when you're able to take care of yourself not when you're not taking care of yourself and you're just giving and giving and giving you're giving from a place of deficiency a place that's not unconditionally loving and a place that's actually about you about somehow it's all centered around you not the other person it's a selfish way that you're giving trying to get something back it's a quick pro quo type of thing because twos a lot of times when they give it's it's an emotional feeling they feel and it feels good to a certain extent but it's um it's almost like an addiction you have to be careful because it and when you give it from a place of abundance it's great but that place of deficiency it's a it's a deep fixation on wanting a feeling because you give not because you actually want to serve and help the other person it's all about you and so making sure as a two that you get to the point where you're healthy enough to where when you are giving to someone when you are sharing something that you're doing it for their a hundred percent benefit and love and unconditional feelings because you really care and want them to do it not because it is about you as well so that question is how did I take care of myself today? Every single day, find some way to take care of yourself because you are important and you are valuable even without other people's reactions, responses, and them having to say something uh, nice or complimentary to you. All right, so that's all I have for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and share. That is rate, which helps others find the show. Subscribe so you have the latest and greatest episodes and share if you feel this episode uh, can benefit someone you know. If you need personal Enneagram life coaching or career coaching, 
I do that through my organization, Kaizen Careers Coaching and Consulting, LLC. You can contact Kaizen at kaizencareers.com or Milton at kaizencareers.com or 901-334-1644. Also, if you want to be a patron supporter, like Nats, uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. The patron community has more access to exclusive content, merchandise, and input on the podcast. I am a super practical person as a seven, so like I'm always looking for practical ways to help my patron community get better. And so always, my biggest focus is probably educating and connecting and, pract- and practical things you can do to actually um, get better um, and go from self-awareness to self-mastery. Um, if you're in Memphis, please follow the Enneagram 901 page because we have events um, in different coffee shops at Crosstown, um, workshops, panels, all kinds of fun stuff that we're working on building. Uh, so follow that if you want the latest and greatest on those. Uh, last thing, if you go to doitforthegrandpodcast.com and subscribe, you'll receive a free gift. It is a PDF of each number. You can also read some really good blog posts from different numbers there. Uh, and last but not least, if you are feeling inflated or deflated by pride because of someone else's reaction, pause before you make an emotional reaction. Breathe and think. Make a better choice and do it for the gram. The Enneagram, of course. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good day. Bye. Do 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 do.